Saving Uncensored is brought to you by Colonel Duff. Duff, helping a random handicapped guy in the middle of nowhere. Only on Gaming Uncensored. Controlling transmission. Divided by a thousand miles of barren wasteland, two men mysteriously linked by alien technology on a podcasting mission to boldly deliver video game news and views directly to your brain. This is Gaming Uncensored. Now, your gaming uncensored guides, the dynamic duo, the video game gurus, yeah, okay. a man on wheels, and a yeti with a modem, Jamie and Tommy. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. How you doing? My name is Jamie Jordan, and this is a brand new episode of Gaming Uncensored, and we are streaking. <laughs> and of course, Tommy's sitting over there. What's up, man? Not much. You got morning right this time. Uh, so we're, we're getting more used to uh, the new time, which is I good. did. Um, See, yeah. I, I'm, I, we're, we're going to get used to this, we're going to get into <laughs> it, and then we're going to have to take a break. Yep. So Ultimately I, how it I, works. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm, I'm feeling better. I, I'm feeling like I kind of know what I'm doing now. Yes. We've been back for, this is the third week. Three weeks and, in a row. Uh, it's been a long time since we've done this show three weeks in a row. Yeah, and I I gotta tell you, I made some serious effort to, <laughs> to make sure that I got back. Um, Which is I, much appreciated. Yeah, I I we we can't if we have an opportunity to do the show, we cannot miss the show. Yes. Uh, so so I am I am here. I'm glad to be here. Uh, we've got lots and lots and lots to talk about. We do today. Uh, news kind of sucks, but it doesn't matter because we <laughs> right. got video games. We always got so, video games to talk about, which is good. So, all of that, sir. All of that being said, sir, what is on the show this week? Yeah, so uh, Sony had a state of play, which uh, just snuck up on me. Didn't know it was coming. Happened. Yeah, uh, we've got that to talk about. Uh, a couple of interesting things in there. Uh, Death Stranding, kind of maybe foremost amongst them, and also the announcement that there's another state of play tomorrow. So we'll yes. have more to talk about next week, which is great. Uh, besides that, we've got a, a couple of other not super huge things. Uh, the, the skating game that's coming to Apple Vision Pro, which we're not going to have for years because the thing's $3,500. But this skating game looks fascinating to me. <laughs> I kind of want to talk about that. Uh, Neil Druckmann talking about The Last of Us Part 3, the potential of it. Nothing announced, nothing official yet uh, there. But I think we all expect it will happen at some point what that may look like. And, and if we get to it, a little bit of Cliffy B talk. We haven't talked about Cliffy B on this show yeah! for a long time. So we Cliffy may get to chat back. a little Cliffy B. Cliffy is back and he's looking for a job. He is looking for a job. He is out there <laughs> campaigning pretty directly, uh, which I love because uh, Cliffy B is one of those 
personalities that is the game industry is better for having him uh, as a voice around, for better or for worse. Uh, sometimes Cliffy B uh, is not my cup of tea, uh, but I still very much enjoy having the guy in the industry, and, and he is an important voice and an important creator at Gears of War, which we'll talk about with uh, in context of Cliffy B. Uh, comes from Cliff. Blazinski. So uh, good to have him uh, <laughs> to be talking about him. He did take a little bit of a break after Lawbreakers uh, from the gaming industry, but does appear to want back in. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I, I mean, if it, you're that guy. If you're that guy, this industry has treated you pretty well. Uh, yeah, why not is the uh, the correct answer there. So that's what we got to talk about news-wise. If we get to it all, which we probably won't, and there's stuff I didn't mention. So go by GamingUncensored.com uh, and see what we uh, didn't talk about. And while we're talking about GamingUncensored.com, big thanks to Patreon folks early in the show this time. Uh, Cabbage, Jose, Narc, Duff, Josh, Hector, Spider, Spencer, Kavash, Chad, Zeke, Chris, Brigham, Sam, Andrew, Luik, Logan, Liz, and Jordan. Thanks each and every one of you. We appreciate the support a ton. Uh, if you would like to support us on Patreon, you can do that. Go by GamingUncensored.com. Click that Become a Patron link. Uh, we will uh, happily take your money. We just got a payout from Patreon that will uh, hopefully let us buy a game or something else. We don't need to right now because we've got stuff we're playing. Uh, but uh, stuff that we can put back into the show giving you content. Uh, that's I, I don't know that we say this, but all the money that Patreon brings into us, which is a, a ton, but it's a nice bit of money that we get uh, from doing Patreon. Every bit of it goes back into doing this show. Uh, like we, we're, we're not yes. like cashing out on that and, and no. like buying cars or whatever. Not that we'd have enough money to buy a car for ourselves or whatever. But it really is going to buying uh, games, uh, which we play and then can talk to you about. So it's selfish. I'm not going to say it's not selfish. It's obviously selfish, but stuff that we can create content off of or paying for things like web hosting or gear or that kind of stuff. And so uh, it truly is supporting the show. Uh, and we appreciate that. Uh, so if you'd like to support the show, uh, you can do that. Go by gaminguncensored.com and click on become a patron to do that. And especially these last three weeks, just uh, jump, jumping off on that, I want to mention the fact that uh, I, I and you, because you've been playing some of these games, have gotten to spend a good 10, 15 hours a week on this uh, on this show, which we have done in a really, really, really long time. And I really like it. Yes. Uh, as, as I said last week, uh, my 2024 is up in the air, and so I've kind of shifted gears and spent more time on this show and and uh, kept up with you playing video games and kept up with uh, State of Plays and, and that kind of thing. And I'm actually playing video games. And it feels like we're doing this show <laughs> the way we should be doing this show. Yes. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm really happy about that. I'm hoping we can keep it going because I like having, having an excuse to work on this show. Uh, before we get into it, uh, I have to mention the fact uh, that I want to give a shout out to our guys in the community who saved our butts this week because I would not have known that there was a state of play uh, this week except for the fact that Logan put it on the <laughs> Facebook page and said, yo, Here's this thing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap. I kind of need to pay attention to that. Um, that happens a lot. Yes. Uh, Logan or Sam or somebody over at the Facebook page goes, hey, idiots, wake up. Yes. You need to pay attention to this. 
and they they really keep us on task. I really appreciate that. So thanks, guys, for everything you do. We are paying attention, and as you can tell, we very obviously need assistance for this show. So <laughs> we appreciate that very much. Yeah. Can um, I mention the other thing that Logan posted? Yes. <laughs> Logan went and found in the Internet Archives the very first episode of Gaming Uncensored. So if you'd like to hear where we started from nearly 20 years ago, uh, you can go find that on the Facebook page. So Gaming, uh, yeah, Gaming Uncensored on Facebook. Uh, the, the first ever episode posted over there in its uh, beautiful, wonderful, terrible entirety. So I, I noticed two things from that episode. Didn't get all the way through it. Got most of the way because it's about twenty two minutes. Right, but but, but uh, a couple of things. I listened to episode one, and while I was there, I listened to part of episode three. Nice. Couple of things that I want to mention that that is really funny. Firstly, uh, it made me very conscious of my speech. Uh-huh. Uh, because I was doing speech therapy back in the day on a regular basis. My speech is very clear, and I listened to that, and I'm like, crap, I don't sound like that now. <laughs> and so I'm I'm going to make a serious effort to slow down and uh, not sound quite as out of control <laughs> as, as I usually do, because I, I thought that was interesting. Secondly, um, you guys got to know that uh, Tommy, sitting across from me here, has been teaching uh, college students for the better part of the last 20 years. Yeah. And that that has done a lot for him. <laughs> uh, outgoing-wise, he's not a, an outgoing human. I listened to that first episode, man. You sounded absolutely terrified to be there. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, I am, we've talked about this on the show before, uh, I am a, a, a pure introvert. I, I am as introverted a person as you're likely to find. Um, and so this does not come natural to me. Uh, I am much better at it now for, for lots of reasons. The practice of doing this show for many years has made me better professionally in my job where I essentially yes. talk all day. And in my job where I essentially talk all day has made me much better uh, here. Uh, go back and listen to that first show. You'll see uh, how much that's changed. I was also a, man, what, a 20-year-old college yeah. student at the time, right? Now I'm we a 40-year-old man, you know, like yeah. just a lot of change in life. Uh, over that time as well. And so, uh, but yes, it is a trip. That's also, uh, I believe our first show, we had the hanging microphone. I do believe we, we did. had the microphone hanging from the ceiling. We had, we rigged up an Xbox microphone and then this other just janky like Radio Shack mic that we hung from the ceiling uh, and, and, and put this show up over dial-up, believe it or not, because yeah. we're that old that we started this show on dial-up. Uh, you can go hear it. It's horrible and great all at the same time. <laughs> One thing I wanted to mention about episode three that made me laugh, and I listened to even less of episode three, but I was just curious. In the first five minutes of episode three, we're talking about trying to find time 
to do this show. And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, here, here we are 19 years later, and we got the same problems that we had 19 years ago trying to find time to do the show. Yep. And let me just tell you, folks, we had a lot more time to do this show back in the day than we do now. We sure did. So, And we still struggled. I, so. I, I had no idea what we were talking about because we had tons of time back in the day. Yeah. Uh, we also played a lot more games back then. It's, it's a shame yes. we don't get to play quite Together. as many games as we did in college. Uh, but college yes. was college, and, and now we're grown men that have like lives and families and stuff and whatever. Yeah. So. All that said, it's, it's entertaining. So you can go back and check that out. Thanks to Logan for digging that up and posting it over there. Uh, we also got to say thanks to Duff because uh, we haven't talked about this on the show yet. You mentioned it <coughs> to make sure. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm just uh, fighting a little phlegm. My son yeah. has his first cold. And so it's probably going to be a oh, fun. next couple of weeks. So just be prepared for coughing and clo- throat uh, clearing and all that fun stuff. Uh, Duff uh, uh, is awesome, and we love Duff. You heard his name a little while ago as one of our supporters. Uh, we've talked about Duff sending you uh, some new gear uh, to play with. Uh, Duff also sent me some new gear to play with. A, a nice little Christmas present, unexpectedly, from Duff. Uh, found a really good price on a uh, a really solid processor, and so sent it my way. And then uh, kind of the bones to to flesh out the rest of a new rig. And so I have a a new rig that's literally sitting next to me. I have it on the floor right now, open in the air because I'm still working and tweaking uh, with it. I haven't put it in its final destination yet. Uh, but do want to talk about it a little bit in part because Duff uh, was gracious enough to send uh, some gear our way. I'm using his old 2080 uh, in it still, uh, which is is humming right along uh, from my 1080. It's quite the upgrade. Um, yes. But thing is, I've got it overclocked, got processor overclocked, got RAM overclocked. So I've kind of done all of the kind of fun uh, techie side, and I've played no games on it so far, which is the sad thing. So just haven't had time to really fire up anything and play on it. And so I've done like all the stuff to get it ready to play some games. Just got to actually play some games now. That's coming, and hopefully within the next show or two, I'll be able to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but just from the like techie side of of building another rig and and doing overclocking and playing with that stuff, uh, it's been a blast, and I've I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, that process of it. So can we say that I think the techie side of it is getting more in depth than it was when we were kids? Oh, for sure. So I I went back to the, the parents' house over the weekend, spent some time there, and of course, older computer lives there. And I thought to myself, what am I going to play this weekend? And I didn't want to play Boulder's Gate because I knew if I started playing Boulder's Gate that I wouldn't come back to Cyberpunk. (laughs) And so I decided to fire up Diablo 4. And Diablo 4 is nice on my older computer. Runs 60 frames per second, 1080p, essentially on Ultra. This weekend when I fire up Diablo 4, I'm getting all that, except that I'm getting over 100 frames per second. Nice. So I say all of that to mention to you. I don't know what NVIDIA has done with the drivers, with the new uh, four Super Series, but they've done something. Yeah. Uh, Because Diablo 4 was well over 100 frames per second, which is faster than the refresh rate on that old Dell monitor. And 
I say all of that to say technology is, is especially drivers, are different than they were when we were a kid because they make a massive difference now. Yeah, and just props to NVIDIA for continuing to support those older cards and not just going, oh, you've got a 1080 or 2080 or whatever. Like, forget you, upgrade, man. Like, DLSS is amazing, especially uh, if you're running an older card. We talked about it last week or the week before. Uh, Like, if you've got a a newer, beefier card, you're not going to see as much improvement, though I think it probably still helps. But, like, you got an older card, like, that that makes a huge difference. And And, and this... What whatever's going on was with no DLSS. Yeah, like, there was no DLSS Just on optimizing and and continuing to support and yeah, again, good good on Nvidia for that. That that's a that's a good thing. Not that it's bad for their bottom line. Obviously, <laughs> they they, right. they just care about selling cards and, and getting you to use Nvidia products, regardless of what it is. Uh, but I, I am super grateful that uh, you can still do a lot without having to have the most cutting edge card out there. And honestly, you know, like there's just not a lot of games that are really pushing the the uh, cutting edge cards. Like you can still do most things with something that's a, a generation or so back. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I, it's 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 very nice. And so I I am excited and terrified to fire cyberpunk up because honestly like let's be honest that's what i'm gonna fire up to when i get something to play on this rig i haven't installed i have fired it up we'll say that i have fired it up before i am the benchmark and cyberpunk and done all that and it looks fantastic i just haven't had time to actually play <laughs> which is what matters right like uh running benchmarks is fun like i i enjoy that stuff i enjoy yes. overclocking i enjoy digging through biosetics like those things are fun but like it's all in the uh, in, in the uh, effort to actually play a video game. Uh, like that that's the ends uh, that the means is working towards, and and the means is fun. But I really want to get to the end of actually just playing video games. So so let's talk about the benchmark for a second because I pretty much run the benchmark every time I fire the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, and fun. and I, I'm getting around. I ran it last night after the 2.11 update and I had to reinstall all my mods. Nightmare. And I think I lost like four frames a second, which I don't understand because it wiped out all my settings. And so I had to redo my settings. And there's probably something that I'm missing, but I lost about four frames a second uh, last night. I think I'm sitting at around 71. I'm curious what 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 I'm guessing you're getting in the 50s with that card. Yeah, that's why I had I had I'm trying to think because it's been probably a week or so since I did this. Uh, I went in and cranked everything, um, and it was it was in the 50s. So I was probably getting around 55. Would be my yeah. guess. I don't remember for sure. Yeah. But it was in the 50s, which is um, plenty. Right, way. which is uh, I'm perfectly happy with ray tracing. Like <laughs> that's yeah. like I could I could put it in performance mode and get way more, but I could get ray tracing on a 2080 with 55 frames per second. Like cool. And, yeah. and Cyberpunk, like we've talked about, like how important frame rate is, uh, and if given the choice between frame rate and resolution, we're going frame rate. And we'll, yep. like, the playing um, Ratchet and Clank uh, cemented that for us and we went on and on and on about that. Uh, that said, if I can sacrifice a little bit of frame rate, so say 50 instead of 60, for 
more visual fidelity. Like I, finding that balance is kind of fun and, and I'll yes. do it, you know, like especially in a game like Cyberpunk that like, because it's so neon, like neon is super cool and ray tracing, you know, yep. like it just looks so freaking cool. I'll make that sacrifice and, and shaving off five to 10 frames per second, like from that 60 kind of goal. I'm, I'm okay with, I, I could work around that. Now I don't want to play it at 30. Good guy. No. I don't want to play it at 30. Like you get spoiled. Uh, once you get uh, up to 60 frames per second on everything, like going down a little bit still, you're kind of like, eh, I don't know, but like 55 and, and ray tracing I'll take. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm a big fan. And, uh, I I'm wondering, like that's amazing for 2080, which is actually two generations back from where yeah. we are, and and uh, I, that that's a huge thing. It's a big deal, and 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 I uh, was talking last week about how, and we have been for several weeks about how Night City is the star of that game, and it, it's all about you know going around the city and seeing these different things. And, and Duff sent me an art- article this morning, which I was frantically trying to read through before we fired <laughs> this up, where a guy's talking about exactly that. Like, he's yeah. like, I played through the game twice, and I'm going through it a third time because he played through it once originally, played through it once when Phantom Liberty came out, and I was going through it again. And he essentially says... I made a really big mistake not doing the NCPD missions because they take you all over the city. And I've been ranting about this for three weeks. Like, I don't understand how you play the game without doing those. I think that's absolutely required doing for this game because it's the only way you get around the city. And, and, and when I, started playing i did a lot of research and and one of the things that i've read is do these missions and go block by block or area by area meaning do do all of them in washington first and then go across the bridge and do all of them over there and like i'm still not out of watson yeah and i'm finding them and so i don't know how you play the game without doing it i just feel like you would miss so much and so i'm glad somebody else is realizing that but the point of the article was if cdpr is working on a new game why don't they just reuse night city uh because it's so big there's no way you can see it all and they would just have to tweak it a little bit for the time pass. And it brought up another series, the Yakuza series, which takes place apparently in Tokyo's red light district and has taken place in that district for the last four or five games. And the dude says, I really like it because every couple of years you, you, get essentially the same map and kind of know where everything is and and you get to see what's different about it. Some shops that were there before aren't there anymore and like there used to be a high rise here and it's not because it got blown up. 
a really interesting article, which I did not finish before the show, and I will. <laughs> uh, but but that's a that's a very interesting thought, and I don't know that I don't agree. Like I think maybe I agree with that. Oh, for sure. That, if they do you more, you don't need a whole other city. In fact, I wouldn't want a whole other city because I love Night City, but I would want it expanded. This is ex- essentially what Spider-Man did. The brilliance of Spider-Man 2 is that it's basically the same map, but with like Queens and Brooklyn added on. You know, like you get yeah. more of the city. So they expanded the map, <clears throat> but like it's still the base map that they used for the first game. Uh, and that's, you know, like do that with Night City, like have Night City expand whatever ways or just the the thing about Night City is it the like geographic space of it is that it's dense. <clears throat> right. That there's so many buildings that you can explore and you could just open up more space and more buildings, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's the, like you could build that map out without having to actually make the map any bigger just by increasing the density of the accessible space in the world, which is already what? pretty remarkable, but you could do more and that would be great. And I would dig it. Cause again, you're absolutely right. Like, I don't want to learn a new city because Night City is the best part of that game. Like, don't screw with that part. Like, do other stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. One thing that drives me crazy about the game, which I struggle with, I, I have learned that you have to, when you're getting somewhere, you have to put a marker down and you have to follow that line to the marker exactly. Otherwise, you're going to get lost. And so... I'm, it's it's horrible when I'm driving around the city. Like I'm constantly looking up at the map to make sure I don't miss a turn. Otherwise, I'm going to get lost. And the reason why is because one thing that drives me nuts about the game is that there are so many buildings that you walk up to and you're like, "Yeah, I should be able to go in here," and you can't. You yeah. can only go in the doors that have the green or, or red lights on them. The rest of them are just window dressing. And so there's a ton of buildings that you walk up to and you're like, I should be able to go in here and you can't. And that's sure. all you have to do is expand that. Right. And I mean, they already have some, but they, they could do that more and, and for future games, whatever that looks like. Um, yeah, you've got that whole world open to you, uh, which is great. It's, it's a phenomenal world, phenomenal world. So uh, more so, Night City is not a bad thing. So real quick, back back to your system. Can we talk about what you're running in there? Because you, we 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 you have chosen to be brave and uh, do something different with this system. I, uh, I, I yeah. You 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 say that? No, it does not. Uh, I I thought that and enough found a really good uh, deal on an Intel processor, so it's still an Intel rig. Uh, oh, <laughs> so, okay. So we had discussed yeah. going AMD and doing a like blazing fast, super unstable, like <laughs> take your take your chances with the heat kind of thing. Uh, but Duff found a really uh, great deal on an Intel i9 uh, 11900. And so that's uh, that's what I've got, which is great because it's Intel stability uh, and I appreciate that. And so I, I, I worry a lot less about it. I'm getting the same performance I would have out of the other processor that we spec'd uh, and, and don't have to, to worry that it's going to die constantly, uh, which is, you know, I've ran AMD rigs before. I love AMD rigs, uh, but it just is, a, it's a different thing. <laughs> you feel different about it for sure. Yeah. And so you got what you got, uh, 15 cores. 
Uh, I could tell you off the top of my head, I'd have to go back and look. But running uh, overclocked, mm-hmm. running at about 5.2, theoretically mm-hmm. up to 5.3. I haven't seen it hit that yet, but uh, hitting 5.2 uh, with, yeah, whatever it is. I forget. I have to go back and look how many cores it's running. Um, 64 gigs of RAM, again, thanks to yeah. the uh, new motherboard and, and everything. Uh, did kind of piecing together what I had laying around to to flesh it out uh, to get it finished. Uh, but yeah, super appreciative and, and super excited to be able to play some stuff on it soon uh, because I do need to play some stuff. We'll, I'll, I'll try to make a point within the next couple of episodes to get in some good quality time with Cyberpunk so we can uh, talk Cyberpunk with both of us playing it at the same time, which would be really I, I would. We don't really... play the same game at the same time very often. No, it doesn't happen very <laughs> often. So here's what I would like, and I don't know if we have the tech to get this done. I don't know if we can use the capsule card so you don't have to uh, put that strain on your rig. I would like to see you stream a couple hours to YouTube just to see how you run a mission differently than than the sure. way I I might run. I think that might be interesting to to do some commentary on that because we're both net running. We're both doing the net runner build, but I think we're running it differently. And 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 so I I would be interested in that, and we do have a capture card, yes. Uh, so so you wouldn't necessarily have to wait, uh, use resources on your rig to get that done. Uh, I, that's something that I I would be very very interested in because I'm not that far along. Like I said, I'm I'm I continue to do the. The police department missions and the, the the missions for Regina because they're quick and easy and they yeah. get you around the city like and they get you paid and, yes. and so I'm, I'm glad <laughs> that that I I'm glad that I've gone that route and I can't really imagine going another way. Sure. So um, I I'm I'm really happy that 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 that's happening. I'm I'm happy that you got it up and running. Uh, you have also been playing Spider-Man, which yes. is, it, it looks ridiculous. I don't know how it feels, but it, it, it really feels good. And and the first game felt so good. And so they, they, they have changed it. It's not the same. It plays differently. And then it has taken me a little bit of adjusting both in just getting into, like, I haven't played an action title in a little while, right? We played Baldur's Gate right. and yep. Zelda before that. And Zelda, you know, has action elements to it. But most of Zelda is pretty slow-paced, <laughs> like, other yeah. than fights here and there. And so Spider-Man is just the opposite. Like, they're, the slow pace in Spider-Man is so hard. Well, you just have to, like, walk around, like, the, the early mission at the house, at, at Maid's yep. house with Mary Jane. You just have to I walk around that, the house. I that, by the way. It was but great, but it's I, so hard to just walk slowly as Spider-Man. <laughs> like he is meant to traverse space in in very rapid uh, response uh, rates, and then it's just not that when you're when you're walking around inside. And that's the hardest thing. It's much easier to web sling than it is to like just walk from point A to point B. Uh, but still, uh, it plays very very good. Um, the the ways that they've tweaked kind of the abilities and the the uh, gadgets of how you access them feels good. Uh, it's taken a little getting used to, but I like it better than the first game was. 
And then the ability to just be, uh, to kind of switch between uh, Peter and Miles uh, and do different things. The flashback stuff with Harry was super cool. Like, yeah. Just like if you're a Spider Man fan, like it's just so much good content. Like it's just telling Spider Man in yet another way uh, and in a fun way. And it's just, it just, yeah, I just love every bit of it. We, we've talked about it. I'm a massive fanboy. So when MJ comes rolling up on a bike, I'm like, <laughs> that is the coolest thing ever. Like I just lost it. Yes, um, that was pretty I, phenomenal. I, I I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and that whole bit with with Harry was amazing. Um, it 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 really is, and I repeat what we said last week. And and Duff is gonna get tired of me hammering. It's a complete package. Forget yes. whatever else you're playing. You need to play this right now. Yes. Um, it, 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 because it is, it's a complete package. It is, and it, uh, for me, and I, I don't, cause you talked about you weren't really a Spider Man guy, but it, it really tickles that nostalgia thing. Like, I, I could literally sit there for three hours with a bowl of popcorn and just be happy. Yes. Like, that that's the feeling I get. It's that nostalgia thing, and I keep expecting Stan to pop out a window and just yell "Excelsior!" <laughs> I, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It's, it's great. great. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll play more about it and, and talk about it, but like, uh, it's great, and that's going to be the gist of, of a lot of our conversation. One thing I will say before we get to the news, we got to move to that. Uh, but but this is the first game that I that we played, and I sent you a text about this. This is the first game that I've seen that I really feel like could benefit from 4K. Yeah, I I I don't know if the PlayStation is capable of that, but like. I really feel like 4K would be really nice in this game. And that's the first time I've ever said that. Yeah. I'm playing at 1440 because the monitor I'm playing at, I'm playing on uh, right. 1440. Um, you could only broadcast from the PlayStation in 1080. I keep waiting for okay. them to update that. I mean, I just looked when you sent me that text. I looked and was like, hey, can we do this? And nope, still can't. Uh, I don't know if there's another setting somewhere to enable that. I don't think so, because I think I would know that. But it would be a nice update if they would give the ability to stream in uh, higher resolutions, uh, at least 1440, but 4K uh, would be nice uh, as the, well, obviously. I the, wonder, because I just streamed to YouTube. I haven't looked it's to see if something else. I think Twitch is still the only other option on there. I don't know if anything else has an option, if it's a YouTube issue or if it's a Sony just the, I've streaming seen- to 4K. I've seen 4K content on YouTube, but I don't know how people... Oh, sure. You can do it through a capture card. You can do a 4K capture card and do it that way, Um, which we have. It's just way more work. A pain, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's either I can spend time playing the game or I can spend the time getting it all set up and not play it as much. And right now, limited time is like, let's just play. If Sony would give me that one button solution for 4K, we'd do it in a heartbeat. But yeah, we got to have that from Sony. This, this is really the first game that I felt like even Cyberpunk. I mean, I'm playing Cyberpunk in 2K. It, it's great. Um, 
but I'm not playing it in native resolution. That's what I'm curious about. Yeah. When you fire it up, if it's going to run natively on your monitor, because it doesn't on mine. I, I had to, it still doesn't even after the update. Sure. Um, so I'm curious what it's going to look like on yours. Uh, we may be getting to the point where that that resolution is necessary. Chad told us three years ago it was necessary. Right. No, it wasn't. It was not. We're just now getting there. Spider-Man's <laughs> the first game that I feel like, yeah, it could be useful here. Yeah, uh, no. but, that's fair. So, yeah. All that being said, we do have uh, news to get to. Uh, as mentioned, Sony had a state of play, and so we will hit uh, some of the the big details of that. And, and I think again, babe, probably the biggest one is Death Stranding. No, I'm trying to think if there's anything that was really announced here. Most of it was stuff that we either knew about or kind of uh, uh, had seen at least slightly before, and we got a little bit more of. But there are a couple of really interesting games in here, other than Death Stranding. Um, which I think we'll just jump to unless you really need to talk about Stellar Blade. Any no, Stellar Blade? no, no, no. I look, look, I was trying to think. I watched this thing last night after I got back to my house because, you know, I'm at my house. I got more bandwidth. I got bigger TVs. And so I, I put I put uh, this thing off until last night. And, and I'm, so I'm watching through it. And the word that comes to mind was weird <laughs> like the whole thing was just weird yes and, that, and it started with stellar blade it's just weird yes for sure uh so a couple of uh, uh titles i'll pick out uh and if you want to to add to this i mean feel free uh i i do want to mention dave the diver this is a game that's been out yep. for a while uh but it's coming to playstation now which is great because it's a, a a really cool game and i can say that because i've been playing that we haven't even talked about this so it gives me a chance to talk about another game i've been playing this uh, i have been playing this exclusively on the steam deck uh this has been my steam deck game of late uh which i could do sitting on the couch uh or holding my baby <laughs> which is the kind of two places that this gets played uh when i need just a quick fix of something uh it, it's the casual game uh you play as like this uh really chubby uh diver that goes and like shoots fish to eat at the sushi restaurant and it runs into like all kinds of other craziness in the process but you dive during the day and you manage the sushi restaurant at night uh which is this weird kind of fun uh, uh, combination of things. And then there's going to be Godzilla in it. That was the announcement at the, the, the state of play. Is oh, by the way, we have Godzilla content coming. Uh, so yeah, soon we'll have Godzilla and Dave the Diver, which is a little strange, uh, but kind of awesome. Yeah, I. it's one of those titles that you really, it, it's definitely a casual game, but it's interesting. Yes, there's, it's, there's, and it's, well, it's, casual ish like it's it's like uh you have to have some coordination and skill to play it like it's not just a like uh like a stardew valley or something like that even stardew valley i mean a little bit but like this has a lot more like gameplay to it like actual kind of mechanics that you have to figure out and get down and some like speed and that kind of stuff you have to do with it uh but it is very much a, a good just Fun, silly, casual game. Cool art style, pixel art style. Like I, I, I highly recommend. Cool game. Yeah, I, I, well, I was surprised to see it in there coming to play. I, my first thought was, it's not already. 
Yeah, uh, that was my thought too because I'm playing off Steam, so who knew? Uh, but yeah, I had that exact same thought. It's like, oh, it's not here. Okay. Uh, we saw a couple of Silent Hills. Uh, so not the, the, the Silent Hills, the game Silent Hill. Anyway, you get the idea. Uh, Silent Hill, the short message, which is out now and apparently not that good, uh, <laughs> but free. So for what that's worth, if you want a free Silent Hill, uh, it's out there. And then they showed off more of the Silent Hill 2 remake, which I think is what people are more excited about. Uh, and it, I mean, it's Silent Hill, but, but it's prettier. Uh, I don't know yeah. what more to say about it, but like, uh, Silent Hill, I'm just like candidly like Resident Evil was enough weirdness and, and horror game for me. Like Silent Hill, I went through with some buddies when I was in college. I don't know that I need to go back to Silent Hill. I appreciate the people that are into that world. I'm just not really into that world. I, I would go through Silent Hill again if you and I had time to do it. Right. Otherwise, yeah. with like, somebody, it'd be pretty fun. Yeah. That's something I want to do by myself. And and I have to I have to say like I I understand that these remakes are being done because there's money in it. I understand that they sell well. I understand that people like them. But do we have to remake every game from the PlayStation <laughs> One? Know. Like, does that need to happen, really? I mean, apparently. I, I just, I'm not. You, like, if somebody tells me they're remaking something like Twisted Metal Black, or or Black's a good example. So I, I'm trying to think of a bad Colony Wars. Or, <laughs> there you or, go. Or, 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 or. I don't know. Insert game here. Right. I, I, not every game needs to be remade. Yes. This and, is 100% accurate. And I feel like, especially the Silent, the Silent Hill producer guy, I'm like, do you guys at Konami not have anything better to do? Yeah. Like, can can we can we not do this and have some other content. Now, I I will say that another thing that we saw in this thing that caught my eye, which is something that we saw a couple of years ago from Ken Levine, which is Judas. Yes. And and I'm way into that, but if we're being real honest about that, that's a Bioshock remake. Like, See, this is the thing, because you're, you're not wrong, but it's not, right? It is, but it's not. It's Bioshock, but it's new. It's like a different like IP vibe of Bioshock, because it is very, very Bioshock, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. But it's something that's new. It's not just a Bioshock remake. Like, you could show me a Bioshock remake and be like, okay, we've done that. Like, whatever. Like, but you show me new Ken Levine that has the feel of Bioshock, but it's not the game that I've already played before. That I'm more into. Like, that's well, original and, and where I want something. Like, that's the balance between doing something novel and familiar that I, I kind of want. Now, I hope see, it doesn't suck. See, but I'm, I'm afraid that it's something that we've already played, but I'd, like, it's a different name. But I was watching that trailer yesterday going, okay, this is Bioshock with, uh, w- with a lady. Um, right. <laughs> but, like, like, I, I hope you're right. I hope it's something 
new-ish, but I don't know that. But it, uh, that's the thing is you don't want something completely new. Right. You want something familiar. It's just how much new versus how much familiar it is. That's the question here is how much is this new, <laughs> which how much of it is still what Bioshock was. And again, it, the vibe is very Bioshock. Like if you would not say what that is and just see the trailer, you go, if you knew Bioshock, you go, oh yeah, Ken Levine's making a game like Bioshock 4 or whatever it is. You know, like that's what right. it feels like. Uh, it's not, but it is. And, and that's okay. Um, again, if the game is good. That's that's my worry is that it's going to try too hard to be Bioshock and not be Bioshock and then just fail in the expectations because it's trying to be Bioshock and that could happen. But that that out of thing, I think out of everything I saw in this showcase was the thing I was most excited about. Absolutely, that got me most interested. Absolutely, so, and, because and, just about everything else uh, was fine, but nothing that's like, oh yeah, I have to play that. Okay, so devs, uh, dev. Duff, <laughs> Duff, speaking of speech, Duff sends us a text. I didn't look at the time, but it was at some point last evening when we were both asleep because, you know, time difference. And and mentions the fact that he finished Death Stranding, which we need to do. There's so much more Death Stranding yes. that we need to play. Oh, man, we do. And his response was, man, it was weird, uh, but but here here comes some more. Yeah. And and I, I I'm with you. Like I'm not super excited about Death Stranding 2 because it's just like we haven't played enough of the original to for me to really know if I like it or not. <laughs> right. it's, it's just some like weird stuff that I'm not really sure about. Like yeah. It, and in Death Stranding 2, it's just more weird. Like, it's yeah. just like, it's just Kojima being like, how weird can I make a game and people still take me seriously? And he's like, okay, well, Death Stranding, they still think I'm legit. Like, I mean, he is. Like, I'm not saying he's not. Uh, but, like, it, it is now like, okay, let's do it again. And this time, like, I don't know if any of this stuff shows up in the first game because we're not far enough along. But if it does, excuse me, but it's new to us. Little puppet the dude, puppet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is like totally Mimir from God of War. Like yeah. it feels like, like you slap him on your belt and he talks to you while you walk around. Which again isn't the worst thing in the world. Mimir is my favorite thing about God of War. Uh, but like just random, and then like the boss guy has a guitar that he zaps like the whatever dudes with. And I'm like. I, I, I don't know. This is this is this is too much. <laughs> I kept expecting Jack Black to pop out and just right. Know. Like it just it's such a trip. It's it's the weirdest thing. So uh yeah. It it's more death stranding, it's more Kojima. And speaking of more Kojima, what I'm most interested in is something we didn't see at all, but was the announcement that Kojima and Sony are working on a new action espionage which is a new IP, they very clearly said, so not Metal Gear, but it's going to be like this Ken Levine thing where it's like, oh yeah, that's Metal Gear, just not. Um, but I I don't care. Like, if you give me Metal Gear gameplay in a different package with Kojima, I, you, you got me. Like, I'm going to play it. My, my first thought was a Meryl game. Like, here we are 40 years later, we're going to get a game with Meryl. That'd <laughs> um, be great. Like, you know, like, and of course they made a big deal about this. And I'm watching this, and he is wearing a jacket on a soundstage, 
and, and 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 then they do this weird like camera. Yeah, the drone shot going stay out. Stay tuned, and they do the. <laughs> I'm, I'm go okay. I have no idea what's going on here. I it, it's weird. I don't understand, but okay. Yeah, um, it's very Kojima. Yeah. Um. So. Other than that, there was really nothing other than the samurai game yes. that I thought was interesting, but that didn't do anything that we haven't seen before. I know. It, it, so it's Team Ninja. It's Rise of Ronin is the game. Uh, Rise of the Ronin. Uh, it's Team Ninja, which has me interested because Team Ninja is solid. Ninja Gaiden was great. Um, so it has that kind of uh, action-y gameplay, little different kind of uh, fighting mechanics than what ninja gaiden was um but like yeah it just i want it to interest me more than it does like it's one that like there's some games i'm like okay i'm just not into that uh what's forsaken right like just right i want to be but i'm not this one is like a little bit different level of that in that I want to be, and I'm almost trying to make myself into yeah. it because I feel it's, like I should be. It's the I just thing can't that, quite get there. It's the thing that we talked about last week. Because it's Team Ninja, you feel like you have to be into it. Otherwise, yeah. it's sacrilege. You know, yes. like it's, 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 and I feel the same way. And I think. A lot of the reason we feel that way is because of the last year that we just got through. We got Boulder's Gate and we got Cyberpunk finally good. It took them three years to get there, yes. but they, <laughs> Cyberpunk is finally good. So we have these two IPs that stand out from everything else. And and Cyberpunk isn't even on the level of Boulder's Gate 3. Like, Boulder's Gate 3 is hands above everything else out there as far as polish is concerned. It's yes. like you stated, it's a very different game, but 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 Boulder's Gate 3 is hands above even even Cyberpunk. Because because the thing about 2.11 they're talking about that's going to be the last patch. And, of course, me, before I installed the thing, I go and I watch a YouTube video, and the guy's like, yeah, I just has, tested it, and there's still a ton of bugs. Right. And so, <laughs> and so I don't think this is going to be the last patch. Oh, of course uh, not. And, and it's a and, game that's just always going to be buggy. It's never not going to have bugs. And, and so I, I really, because of what the last year has brought us, I I really feel like I'm turning into a game snob with something like Ronin. Like, eh, I don't have time to play that. Or that's nah, the thing, right? You know? Like, we have to be so selective now because of uh, such limited time to play. Like, Rise of Ronin is of the Ronin is definitely a game I would have given a chance in college when I had way more time to play games. I just don't have that much time to play games now. And so it's like, yes, but <laughs> like I've got to prioritize this game and this game and this game. Cause realistically, we're getting through three AAA games a year. Yeah. We're lucky. Maybe. You know, like it's just like that's that's just kind of where we're at at this point. And so you you gotta prioritize that. And so uh, that, that it is what it is, and we're gonna prioritize what we can and 
work through uh, that as much as possible and, and Rise of the Ronin unless it launches and like is like everybody's like, oh, this is actually really phenomenal. Probably isn't going to get our time, can, which is can, a bummer. Can we give a really good example of that? And you said it last week and it's back in the show notes this week. Um, Power World is <laughs> apparently on Game Pass and they're talking yeah. about it's the biggest launch ever. And I'm not even, I don't care that it's on Game Pass. I'm not going to try it. I don't no. have time. No. I, I don't care. I have. I have Starfield on my system. I have Diablo 4. I have Boulder's Gate. I have Cyberpunk. I do not have time to go and see what this novelty thing is. I don't yep. care how big the launch was. I don't care how many people are playing it. I don't have time. Yep. Yep. 100%. Uh, 1,000%. Uh, it's just, it is It is what it is at this point, and I wish we had more time. But we've got to save our time for the things like whatever this new Kojima thing is going to be <laughs> that we're definitely going to put time into, or like what they really ended with, what they're going to show off tomorrow, which is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is going to be the next thing that we put yeah. a bunch of time into, because that's our thing. We are geeks for that uh and so that hits us at our sweet spot it is what's going to get our time where rise of the ronin will not so excited yeah. that we get a whole another one of these tomorrow that's going to focus on uh final fantasy and we'll get to talk about that hopefully yeah. next week when we get to do a show again next week so <clears throat> a couple other quick things here as we wrap um i do want to mention this niantic game and so niantic is uh known as the uh developer that does pokemon go and other augmented reality games uh, they have shown off a uh, a new AR skateboarding game uh, that is coming through the Apple Vision Pro. And when I just read the headline, I thought, "Oh, everybody's going to break their legs. This is a horrible idea. <laughs> like we are <laughs> we are doomed for like anybody that tries this of of uh, running off the side of a building." Instead, what it is when you actually watch the video of it is it's like an AR like little skater dude. That is just skating in like the world that you're looking at. And so like think of Tony Hawk, but like on your desk. And that I was like is kind of compelling. And so the video like shows a like going off the side of like a washing machine that's kind of a half pipe, you know, and then falling into the bowl and like all this stuff. And I'm like, that's kind of clever. I don't know how much you could uh, uh, make that last as something that's entertaining, uh, but as a, a kind of novelty thing, uh, kind of cool. It's also coming to mobile devices. I will absolutely like play with it for 10 minutes on my phone. If you're paying $3,500 for an app, Apple Vision uh, Pro, this is probably not what you're paying for. Uh, but again, as a gimmick, it's it's still kind of cool. Okay, so a couple things on this. I have not seen the video. <clears throat> I need to go back and watch the video. That's one thing that I didn't get to. But, but we are both Apple people. Yes. Okay. We're recording this show on Apple devices. Uh, we've already had one crash, but that's not <laughs> Apple's fault. That was not Apple. Uh, Apple needs a podcasting platform that allows <laughs> us to do videos. They would give us that. We would use that all day. Um, we we are Apple people. We, we just are. Uh, and... This thing, this headset is intriguing to me. What I can't figure out is what's the use for it. Because right. when, you, when you see the commercial, it brings up Mission Control, and you have all your little icons there with your mail and your this and your that, and, your, 
and and I'm sitting here with with a Mac Studio, which I love, and I'm thinking, if I had this, how in the crap would I use it? And how yes. would like how would I justify? And you made a joke like we're not getting one of these because it's thirty five hundred bucks. This is one of those things that would show up on our door. But, <laughs> right. I, but I'm telling anybody that wants to send it right now, like we have no idea how we would use this if we got one. And yeah. so this, this is, I mean, we're Apple people. I love Apple, but I can't, I can't get my mind around this vision pro thing. I yeah. like, I can't find a viable use for I mean, for crying out loud, we have like three Oculus headsets. Yes. And and they collect dust. Yes. Like, They're my, super cool. But yeah. I so uh a little dipping into my other world and my teaching world. So I'm teaching an audio history and aesthetics class right now. And I use VR as a as an analogy and this and I think it works here to to uh, summarize my thoughts on the Apple Vision Pro. Uh, whenever the phonograph was invented, all the way back in 1870, whatever, um, uh, like it was a gimmick. Like Thomas Edison, for the longest time, was like trying to figure out how to like monetize this thing. And the way that it initially gets monetized is essentially as a kind of gimmick device. It's like you go to the state fair and there's a uh, tent with this talking machine in it, and you can hear it talk back to you. And that's crazy, whatever, you know, like, but that was kind of it for. A good long time before it got into kind of standard, like what would become a standard, you know, phonograph record player that would be a home entertainment device. And I use the analogy for my class who are college students who have, you know, been able to play with VR somewhere, but none of them own a VR headset because they're college students of like. VR is in that kind of same stage right now. It is this, and, and AR, let me, because uh, AR is really the thing that's much more practical. What Apple's doing is much more practical than a true VR headset. An AR headset uh, is is where this is, is something that can get some mainstream adoption someday. But we're not at that day yet. We're still in the pretty gimmicky stage of this, right? Like all the experiences that you have blow your mind but are still pretty gimmicky. Like there's, we've talked about a couple of good games. One of the things we skipped over in um, the, uh, the the Sony event, there's a Metro VR game coming uh, that had some vibes of uh, Half-Life in VR yeah, to me, which that's was what cool. I said, but it, uh, that, that I was going to say that, like I, I saw it, but I didn't get that jazz because I was like, yeah, Alex already did this. Yeah. Like, and, 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 and there just isn't like, much space at this point for more of that you know <laughs> like it just it just the, the economy doesn't exist for it yet maybe it will maybe we will get to the point and i think augmented reality will become part of our kind of normal day-to-day existence eventually within probably the next 10 years it's not going to be the ski goggle kind of headset from apple though you know like that's the next step we're kind of getting that progression there but it's going to be something that's a lot more subtle like google glass was you know years like, ago but you'll be wearing it like okay let me just i'm, I'm not I'm fixing to sell my rich brother out. <laughs> I, I my my brother is very 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 well off for various reasons, um, and he was telling me the other day, and it drives me crazy when he does this. So I I hope he doesn't hear this. But he's telling <laughs> me the other day that that he has these glasses that he. When he's on a plane, he has these glasses that he puts on 
you plug them into a computer, your email yep. pops up, and they're like glasses like you're wearing. Right, And right, right. I have no idea what they are. I have no idea what he paid for them, but he's like, that's how I do work when I'm on a plane, when I want to ignore people, because I plug it into my phone, and my phone's in front of my face, and you don't have to do anything. You just scroll. Yeah. And that's where it needs to go. Yeah. Um, I've seen those. I get, I get ads for those all the time because they're like, you can plug it into your Switch or your yeah. PlayStation or whatever it is. I'm like, it's cool-ish. But like, again, there's a good kind of practical example where you could actually put it to some use on a plane uh, would be a great place for something like that. But that obviously dictates that you travel enough to get use of something like that and, and whatever. But those are the places where like it kind of starts to catch on and eventually it becomes something that you do on a more regular basis. There's a viral uh, video of a guy on the subway wearing an Apple Vision and like people around him kind of mocking him because he's sitting there doing the like hand gestures in the air, like, you know, checking stuff and clicking on stuff yeah. or whatever. And it looks pretty goofy. And like, if you're an early adopter of this, you, you got to kind of be okay with the fact that you're probably going to look a little goofy. But the thing is, is like, you're not going to look less goofy doing this over time. It's just everybody else is also going to look goofy as they start doing it too. And it's no longer going to be considered goofy, right? Like that's that's the ultimate like kind of how yeah. this plays out, um, which it will, but we're not there yet. And so seeing a cool like principle in principle game, like this AR skating thing, that once this is mainstream, it's probably one of the fun little stupid things I'll do to play a game every once in a while. But like not for $3,500 today. Like this is giving me some excitement for ridiculous casual games in the future, but not something that I'm going to do uh, that, in 2024. The thing that excites me about the Vision Pro, and I want Duff to hear me say this because Duff has invested heavily and us getting to play with VR, and we don't play yes. with it nearly enough because I can't physically handle the controllers. I'm wondering with the Vision Pro, with with the hand motions and all of that, if that would be easier yeah. for me to manipulate. I'm not telling anybody to go buy it. I'm <laughs> just real curious if that would change the situation I, again i can't think of a use for it yeah. i i can't think of a reasonable use for it but i i'm i'm watching it with bated breath as they say because i want it to get to a point where i can where i can put that on and go into another world or or have access to my stuff on my face Yes. Like I, I do want that. Yeah, I, I just, I don't think we're there yet. We're not there yet. We're going there. We're gonna get there, but we're not there yet. So, yeah, that's kind of the gist uh, of of where that lives at this point. So, uh, all that said, really quickly on releases, there are a couple to mention, good and bad. <laughs> so, uh, Persona Three Reload, uh, the remake of Persona Three, uh, has an eighty-eight, which I don't think is surprising to anybody. That series is very highly regarded. What's surprising to me is I saw an ad for this while watching Shit's Creek of all things. Uh, Lana and I are rewatching Shit's Creek, wow. and there was an ad of Persona Three during that of all things. I'm like, what is the audience that? I mean, you got me so i guess you're kind of hitting a target audience here but just threw me off i did not expect to see an ad for persona 3 period much less while watching Shit's creek so uh i thought that was entertaining <laughs> yeah awesome. um 
That seems like a weird thing. Okay. Yes. Uh, um, the other one I'll mention, uh, not as happily, uh, not also not surprising in any way whatsoever, but Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League is is out. Uh, currently a 62 Metacritic uh, score. Yeah. And it's, it's so disappointing uh, because we know uh, it could be such a better game, but it was trying to do this live service thing. And for uh, apparently what it is, is it kind of falls flat? Not surprisingly uh, there that like it, it just, it doesn't have a lot of depth to it that the, like apparently the gameplay from the reviews I've read is, is actually very fun. Um, but like just the other things about it are, are just missing. And and we know Rock City can do such good stuff and it uh, just makes it so much more of a disappointment. It feels like they were trying to make a live service game, not make the game that maybe, I don't know, that they wanted to make. Maybe WB was uh, forcing their hand. I don't know. I don't have any of the behind the scenes stuff on that. It feels like they could have made a much better game and because they went this kind of live service route, uh, it just didn't happen and it's just not uh and it's not something that i i could say pretty confidently that i'm ever going to give another thought towards no. i don't imagine you are and that's a shame no. because we would potentially like this game but not no no i and and i i feel bad because those guys are <clears throat> those guys are very obviously good at what they do i mean for crying out loud they did arkham Yes. Like like they they know what they're doing. They know how to do this. Yes. And it's a shame when and I'm not saying this happened, but it's just a guess. It's a shame when the corporate company comes in and says, This is our product and we want you to do this and they're like, Well, okay. Like we don't really want to do that, but okay. Yeah. Um, you know, talking about layoffs and stuff that we uh, talked about last week, sometimes you got to do some of that to, to, to keep people getting paid. And, and, and I just kind of wonder if that's what happened here. I maybe and and who and like it could sell gangbusters. It would not be surprising if they make a good chunk of cash off of this game. Um, and it would be surprising if they don't. Like it could go either way pretty easily. Um, uh, but either way, like for fans of what Rock City has done in the past, and then not seeing that materialize here with with source material that could be really really cool and engaging in that way, I, I think it's disappointing and. And I think, you know, like looking at the games that were the best games of last year, uh, I think like collectively, like even this isn't me just like spouting off from my gamer bubble or my gaming uncensored bubble, because I think we're even a different bubble than the gaming bubble. Uh, but in talking to like my students who are, again, college age kids and what they're playing, you know what they played last year? They played Zelda. They played Baldur's Gate. They yeah. played the same games we're playing, you know, <laughs> like they played good single player Spider-Man 2. I went on and on with one of my students about Spider-Man 2 and how much he adored that game. And, and you know, like not a single one of them said, oh yeah, I play a lot of Call of Duty. Like I know people do. I know people still play those games, but <laughs> the games that were most well-regarded last year from the general kind of industry and consumer standpoint tended to be not live service stuff, not just multiplayer stuff like there is a definite place in this industry still for good solid single player narrative driven games and this could have been one that could have been really good 
I'm going to say something that's going to sound really insulting, and we don't really have time. We need to wrap. But, well, like, the Call of Duty crowd is the same crowd that lives for the NFL every week. Like, it's it's that, it's kind of that crowd of, of, of folks. And then with some competitive gamers in there, I, that, I think there's a big chunk of competitive gamers in there that live uh, for competitive gaming and Twitch and sort of that kind of stuff. But, sure. I, but I think, I, th- I think the call of duty crowd and, and the Madden crowd is, is much more of a casual crowd than what we are or what your students are. Sure. I mean, any, anybody that this is what anybody that this is their pastime, I would think is going to gravitate toward the Boulder skates and the, that, that kind of stuff. I may be wrong there, but I mean, obviously I, there's a huge group of people who don't, <laughs> but, yeah. but there is obviously a market for that too. And, and again, just missed opportunity. Yeah. It feels like, yeah. and what could have been. So all that said, go by giving us sister.com. There is stuff we missed. So go check out the show notes over there. And, uh, I, I'm, I just want to say real quick before we wrap, uh, I, I mentioned our buddy will last week. Uh, from Riot Games and got a message from him this week that was very nice. Uh, very pumped both of us up. Yeah. Uh, made me want to do this show for about the next 20 years. Yes. Uh, because he made us sound like we had some really serious influence. <laughs> we, we did not. He got right. there all on his own, but, 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 uh, it was very kind of him. Very, 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 very kind. And, and it very it very much made me want to do this until I can't speak anymore. Yep. For uh, sure. So so uh, he told us he's back. He's now listening, uh, going to be listening on a weekly basis, which is insane because we yes. know a guy at a gaming company that listens <laughs> to the show, and that's pretty cool. Uh, so what's up, Will? And anybody else that's brand new out there that we haven't heard from, we know there are people. We don't know where they are. We don't know who you are. But we know there's new people picking up this show every week. And we just want to say welcome. We're, yes. we're glad you're here. Uh, yes, this is what the show sounds like. No, it's not an <laughs> April Fool's joke. Uh, it, this is what we do. Uh, and... and and uh, I, I just want to go back to episode one real quick for a second. You had a line that was great. You said, we are not a review show. We do not pull any punches. And if something sucks, we're going to tell you it sucks. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's pretty much that's pretty much what the show is. We're yeah, gonna we tell you pretty what, consistent. We're, we're going to tell you what we like. We're going to tell you what we don't. And uh, it's probably not going to be what everybody else uh, likes and doesn't like. So uh, I'm glad to know that we're still there almost 19 years later. Yes, likewise. Uh, cool that, that being said, he's got places to go, so we need to wrap. Uh, 
Somebody out there do me a favor and call the voicemail line at 509-GAME-210. Somebody needs to leave us a message and make sure that that number (laughs) remains ours. Uh, We haven't gotten uh, a segment in a while. I would like to play a segment. That would be awesome. Now we're kind of regular again. We could could definitely use a segment or two here or there. Yes. So give that a call. 509-GAME-210. Send us an email, gamingoncensored at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, yeah, one go. more thing. Let me uh, let me throw out there while we're kind of on this topic, uh, because we are are more regular right now. Uh, one of the fun things that would be uh, to do would be to answer some questions too from people who have been listening that are maybe talking back to us while you listen to the podcast. I know I talk back to podcasts yeah. in a while, so uh, man, we'd love just to answer some questions, like just like whatever random questions about gaming or otherwise that you have for us. Like post them on Facebook, uh, send it our way on. Twitter or X or whatever, uh, email, voicemail, like all those things. Great ways to just give us questions. Like a lot of podcasts do like mailbag type episodes. We're not probably ever going to do that. But we would definitely answer some questions. Uh, like if people have questions, like hit us up. I'm just curious. And and those of you that have been listening to us for a while, remember that we did a round, t- we did a round table on a regular basis. We are getting back to that. This is this is week three, and so I'm not going to commit that we're going <laughs> to do a roundtable in the next two weeks. Give us about three more weeks. Uh, yeah. let, let us get a little more steady, and I, I think we're going to be getting close to, to it being time to do a roundtable. Uh, the roundtable is one of the most uh, fun things that we do. And and so I'm looking forward to getting back to that, and and I think we're we're coming around to that. So yeah, for sure. So at this show, and you said it in episode one, this show is built around the people that listen to it. That was the idea when we started. That's still the idea uh, because we can sit here and ramble all day long. And it doesn't really matter. What matters is the people that listen to it. So please, please, please interact with us. For sure. And and we've got a bunch of guys that do. I'd like to see a bunch more. Uh, so please hit us up with whatever you got. And uh, we'd be glad to chat with you. Other than that, is there anything else, sir? I think we're good. All right, I'm Jamie. That's Tommy. We are Gaming Uncensored, and we are out. Would you like to submit a segment for the show? Send it to gaminguncensored at gmail.com. And don't worry, we'll play just about anything. Gaming Uncensored.